part of my mission is to help women reintegrate, like embody and deprogram. I've been there on more than one occasion. I don't think healing is linear. Mm -hmm. So much of the imbalance when you're really depressed is starting with your body. You're like literally not getting serotonin. You're literally not getting dopamine. You're literally not getting oxytocin because you're isolated in the dark. And you've probably been eating toxic food. Hi guys, and welcome to Dare Days podcast, episode number 15. This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself in your soul-searching and self-discovery journey, becoming the person you always meant to become and shaping your life the way you want it. Thank you all so much for joining me today on this episode. And if you haven't listened to the previous show, please make sure to check it out. In episode 14, I have shared some thoughts and ideas on the concept of needing a reference in life and in your work. Check it out. And as always, I welcome your feedback. And also, don't forget to rate and review as that will help other people find this podcast. So prior to jumping to this episode and introducing my guest to you, I have to share that the last several weeks have been intense for me as I was challenged to get out of my comfort zone, literally. In photography life, I've been testing new equipment and the whole new camera system and setup. And in my podcast life, I was pushed to start recording conversations remotely, which was the moment I have been postponing for quite a while as I absolutely love, love, love seeing people, sharing the space, sharing the energy in real time, being together. However, I found that the longer I've been holding on to my old way of doing things, the slower I'd become in my current life, and sometimes even frustrated because I can't have the things the way I want it. So finally, I surrendered. And it feels good, (laughs) I have to say. If you're listening to me right now, and if you're experiencing resistance in any area of your life and feel like you're holding on to the past pre-pandemic ways of being, Maybe it's time to let go and surrender and start repurposing that energy towards learning the new ways of being. That's it. Just a thought I thought I'd share. (laughs) Now, I'm very excited about this episode as the person I'm about to introduce to you has an incredible and very inspiring life story of becoming aligned with her own purpose. And in addition to that, she's very much focused right now on helping other people find their true power, unblock and unleash their inner gifts and live a successful and happy life. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Meg Markey, an intuitive business coach residing here in New York. So welcome, welcome to to Dare uh, Days podcast. I'm so happy to have you here, Megan. Um, I have to say that this year, probably in my mind, this is the year of transformation in so many ways. And the word transformation has been coming up in so many ways and so many times this year for me personally and for the rest of the world. So true. And I'm sure you can relate as well. Um, and I couldn't wish for a better guest on the podcast than you are because you have your own incredible story of transformation, which is just, um, the more I learn about you and your story, the more impressed I become. It's it's incredible. But before we go there, so for people who come across your profile on social media or Instagram, Facebook, they see that, um, word wording saying intuitive business coach 
So maybe you can guide us and explain us a little bit what is it that you do right now? And yeah. then we'll trace you back, trace the path perfect. back uh, to, to, to the past. Yeah, so perfect. So I have this interesting background of being a diehard entrepreneur. Um, I started mm -hmm. my first six-figure business out of the recession last in 2009. So this is not the first time I've started a business in a recession. So I feel somewhat prepared. Um, and then I worked at three... Uh, three startups as the marketing director or chief growth officer. Mm -hmm. But in the background, I was studying with a psychic medium and nurturing my gifts and my spirituality and all of my mental health practices um, because I am an energy sensitive. So I combine those two together to help guide women, particularly coaches, healers, um, intuitives into starting their own online business. Um, so the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I find that a lot of us, I identify, have very, a very hard time asking for what we're worth, um, asking to be paid what is market rate for our time, and also setting up a schedule that keeps in mind that we have a different lifestyle than the rest of society, right? Like, I'll, built into my business plan is time for working with energy workers and healers, um, personal development to keep my mindset right. You know, like mm -hmm. all of these things that the average entrepreneur doesn't have to do, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so when I work with people, I tend to work with people who have a lot of an interesting childhood, I will say. Aha. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and we're working through subconscious patterns that they picked up in childhood while they are um, getting the regular online business strategy to keep showing up with consistency. Mm -hmm. So right now what I have is a um, business program called the Lightworkers Leadership Program. It actually starts um, in a week. Um, wow. And that is just to support people who have been activated during this time of COVID who are like, I can't sit on the sidelines. I know I have this gift and I want to share with the world. How do I do it? So, mm -hmm. wow, incredible. Thank you. And so it's interesting that you work with the patterns that come from the childhood, right? Is that, is that also because, um, because of your own childhood and, and how you worked on your own personal patterns? And I guess you, you, you saw how important it is, right, to come back to the past in order to heal the present. Is yes, that totally. so? Tell us a little bit because I'm, I'm, uh, I have a feeling it was not always that you knew that you are the intuitive person, and or or maybe you were born feeling that way. But I know that a lot for a lot of people, it's a long way to the point where you realize, well, this is what I'm meant to be, actually. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, yeah, so what led you to this day, I guess? <laughs> yeah, perfect question. So um, first of all, I want to highlight the pain of having to discover what is true for you when it's not like the four pathways that you're given in high school and college of like lawyer, doctor, advertising, miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm right there. Writer, <laughs> you know, like writer, artist or whatever you know, I really was none of those things. So, um, and as you know, coaching is a relatively new industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so like on top of the, uh, 
awakening to intuitive gifts and whole family thinking you're uh, totally insane and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also this other path of like, also, I'm going to do this career path that no one really is doing and no one is, you know, there's no security guaranteed, you know, that I'm not getting a regular mm-hmm. paycheck. Um, so that is like the final stages of me, like sort of coming out of the closet as a spiritual coach. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, in, in childhood, I think what I wanted to be when I grew up was an entrepreneur. So I at least knew that part. I was raised Mm. by a a mother who was a single mom and an entrepreneur, Um, or I wanted to be a dancer or I wanted to be a psychologist. And like kind of those things are integrated into what I do now. Yeah. Um, But, you know, my my childhood was pretty, uh, it was tough, I would say. Um, my, My parents got divorced when... I was nine, they officially separated when I was seven. And I remember my childhood just being really chaotic. Um, A lot of arguing, a lot of fighting, Mm -hmm. um, never knowing who was gonna explode in anger. You know, we also Mm -hmm. had a cycle of babysitters coming through. So there's a lot of attachment trauma, I would say. Yeah. And you, you know, I've since healed with both of my parents. Like I love and respect them and understand that they were children raising children to a Mm -hmm. certain extent. Um, But my experience of it was not really feeling safe ever um, in my home. And uh, I was the oldest kid. And I think as the oldest, you sort of like filter everything that's coming from parents and make sure kids don't have that experience. So Mm -hmm. are you an oldest child? No, I'm younger, actually. Oh, you are? But I feel for the oldest one. (laughs) Totally. So like, I, you know, I was essentially employee number one in my mom's companies and she had several of them. Um, Mm -hmm. We would be like on the bottom floor of um, Kinko's making marketing copy, et cetera, when I was like 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And so during that time, no, I had no idea I was an intuitive. Um, In fact, I just discovered that I was depressed at the age of 14, but I didn't know what depression was. I just knew like, I didn't yeah. feel like other people did. I like mm-hmm. either felt way too much or I tried to feel nothing at all. And like addiction started at young as a child with food. I just was like always overweight or then underweight. And then, you know, um, really always battling. Yeah. So other people I could notice would like eat one cookie and be like awesome let's go play and I'd be like I'm gonna stay with the cookies yeah (laughs) (laughs) you go play like I'll take care of it easier yeah um and so I uh just hid my sensitivity by being a tough girl um my whole life and I managed with that until the age of 29 and that's when I had a breakdown and just was like everything unraveled so Long story short is that, no, I had no idea until I was 29. And when the breakdown happened, that's when all of the pieces started to come to the surface. Wow. I sometimes, you know, sometimes I think that um, for certain people, um, the path they walk in life is so long and so difficult and so hard. But then when they arrive at a certain point, you, I guess you realize that you had to go through all of this in order to give back to the bigger amount of people and, and share what you've learned, right? Um, 
I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's necessarily a blessing <laughs> to go through all of that. <laughs> But in a, in a certain sense, uh, it makes you a stronger and a better coach to inspire people with your story. Uh, it does, for sure. Like, I don't think you can teach something that you haven't learned in the lived experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fully believe in life experience being your greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and from like a soul perspective, I definitely think some people sign up for, you know, deeper journeys than others. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you though, the, you know, the resentment I carried for so long towards my other friends on like a very deep hidden layer of like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, if my dad had been a millionaire and my mom had been a stay-at-home mom and I had just had like stability at home, I would probably be here. I wouldn't still be trying to figure it out at this age. And that's hard. Um, So I can't really look to my left or my right. I have to see like, okay, God has a plan. The universe has a plan. I have to really look ahead at the peak Mm -hmm. of the mountain and say like, okay, this is useful for someone. Yeah. So I think it's also, wow, I have a lot of things to, <laughs> to ask you about, but let's, let's, let's start here. Um, I feel like a lot of people are dealing with a lot of depression and uncertainty and mm-hmm. that feeling of so lost right now because of COVID and pandemic and protests and, and elections and, um, what what would be your advice to people who feel lost like lost or people who are spending days and nights in front of netflix just you know binge watching and not moving what what how do we move from this state of mind (laughs) yeah so i have been there um i've been there on more than one occasion i don't think healing is linear and I would, I love that, you know, America in particular tries to package this neat story that's like, you know, first you're like, you're going up and then you hit a break and then you just go up to the next level once you've discovered mm-hmm. that's not how it's ever been. I think it's so circular. You revisit lessons, right? Yeah. But when I was really depressed and lost, I, my sense and my physical being was like, I don't have any interests. I don't enjoy anything in life. I don't under, life is happening at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was really identified as like a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say it was even connected. I was certainly angry at my parents. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> I, I could have had this. I could have had that. Like everybody else is normal except for my parents. It was very much like, why me? Yeah. Um, but I will say for me, the first thing I did was make my body feel better. So like, huh. I didn't really know what was it happening with my mind, right? And I think this is like a huge oversight in the mental health industry where we have therapists trying to talk to people about their problems. Mm-hmm. So much of the imbalance when you're really depressed is starting with your body. You're like literally not getting serotonin. You're literally not getting dopamine. You're literally not getting oxytocin because you're isolated and in the dark and you've probably been eating toxic food. So for me, when I started uncovering um, or relieving myself of depression, 
I read books on detoxing. So I um, did a lot of infrared saunas to detox my liver. I did foot baths. I did colonics and I just like literally got everything out of my body. Mm -hmm. And that started to make me feel better immediately because a lot of people don't know because the prescription uh, medicine industry is a billion dollar industry and they dominate and pay for all of the websites that you're reading, WebMD, CDC, they sponsor these websites. Um, So the information is controlled. 90% of your serotonin comes from your gut. It's not in your brain, but what we're doing is giving toxins to help regulate brain chemicals, right? Um, And what, so when I was the most depressed I've ever been, I was actually on five different prescription medications to regulate my mood. So anything you can imagine, like uh, medication for insomnia, medication for um, just like regular baseline serotonin um, reuptake inhibitor. Um, I was on a booster when there were season changes because whenever the season changed, I would feel the season. (laughs) Wow. and uh, I was on Adderall for inattention. And I was on, um, sorry, the, the last one was for my digestive system because I was totally, uh, my digestive system was horrible. Um, and I had skin disorders, everything you can imagine. I was a pale yeah. person. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, removed from life. I was already doing Botox at the age of 30. Um, and now like my skin, people are like, what, what do you do? And I'm like, girl, I buy organic food and I do colonics on a regular basis. I am not taking Botox. I am not like, um, yeah. so your gut health is like number one. Yeah. Once, once that was clear, um, my depression changed I, not overnight. It took about six months, but I never went back to medications after I put down those antidepressants. And I'm telling you, I was for a decade um, living dependent and you couldn't tell me otherwise. If people were like, you don't need antidepressants, mm-hmm. um, I would get really pissed off. I'd be like, you don't know what it's like to live with depression. It's a horrible state of mind. I'm totally dysfunctional. And I was, I was totally dysfunctional off my medication um so i'm really passionate about this topic um and i've also come full circle to realize that antidepressants when you need them they are necessary Mm -hmm. but these medications are meant to be temporary fixes like Mm -hmm. you go through a significant loss or you go through a tremendous life change um This is supposed to build the bridge between you being in this place and getting to a place where you remember a normal state of mind. Mm -hmm. They are not supposed to be medicated over a decade. Your liver starts to really shut down. Your body starts to shut down. And these prescription medications, the the chemicals have to be 10 times the efficacy of a natural plant medicine just in order to effectively enter the cell. Your cell is based in water because your body is 80% water. So if you're taking something like an herbal tea or any kind of herbal medicine, this is a one-to-one transaction, right? The plant gets into the cell as it should because you're coming from the same source, right? It's nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but if you're using chemicals, the chemicals like, wow, how do we get in? Like coming in at all angles, 10 times the strength, which means 90% of this medicine that you're taking is just getting dumped into your body and your bloodstream, right? 
So, wow. Um, I had to learn all of that stuff and like super happy to pass on any information about um, depression. But what on the other side of it, what I learned is that like, I'm actually normal. What's not normal is what everybody else is doing to survive yeah. daily life, like 80 hour mm -hmm. work weeks, um, putting enormous pressure on ourselves to achieve goals at a young age. You know, for me, when I was 25, I sobbed on the floor because I hadn't started my first company yet. Why? Like, wow. I put <laughs> crazy yeah. pressure on myself to get things, you know, um, to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just an energy sensitive. I change with the seasons. I'm really attuned to planets. Mm -hmm. I have a woman's body. So like if there are changes in my cycle, I feel that. And I just mm -hmm. like was not taught. My mom was a super masculine entrepreneur. She was like so dissociated from her body. I wasn't taught anything yeah. about how to take care of it. So yeah, I'm sure a lot a lot of women can relate to that. A lot of people can relate to that too. But when was that moment when you felt that enough is enough, you know, like when I can't go on being on on these medications. I can't be just not doing anything anymore. What, did something had to happen particularly or you just you just felt like that all of that accumulated in your in your system and it just been like the limit was reached yeah so i had um it was a compilation of events <laughs> mm. um the year leading up to that i had moved my six-figure business to from dc to new york um when i did that i had the worst business year ever mm -hmm. um so i had a a pile of tax debt on my hands because I didn't have enough savings to put towards my taxes. I made 160,000 one year and 18,000 in the next year. Just like a, an, an incredibly stark difference. <laughs> um, yeah. This really compiled the depression um, I already had. And then I went through a horrible breakup where this person had been cheating on me for like a year. Um, and I still kept going back to him. Um, and then I had to move in with my mom, who um, we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> had to move in with my mom in Queens. Um, I actually went, ended up going to jail for a night. I was totally sober, but I had just gone out in yoga pants and um, realized that I had forgotten to pay some parking ticket. And in New York, they suspend your license. Yeah. And so like, I don't know how this happened, but it just was like one thing after another where I was like, all right, this isn't my life. I had been feeling for a year, like that feeling of I'm in the wrong movie. I don't know mm -hmm. what I'm doing here or why I'm doing these things, but it just doesn't feel right. Um, and so it was January 1st, 2015, after that series of events, I had just moved into my new apartment um, in Brooklyn that I was like, enough is enough. Like I have to figure this out this, whatever I'm doing isn't working. These medications aren't helping me. Um, I can't seem to make a relationship work for myself. I keep getting in these bad situations. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to my doctor and I was like, I want to get off these medications. And he was like, your risk of suicide is double if you get off these medications. So like, I highly recommend that you stay on them for life. So that's another problem. Like yeah. not supportive and like me trusting my own intuition um, mm-hmm. in our society, doctor knows best. And I fully believe that doctors do know more than you do, right? But like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it defaults to your intuition, right? Absolutely. And so, yeah, January 1st, 2015 is when I decided in my body I was going to figure out how to get undepressed. Um, and January 2nd, probably I opened up my laptop and typed into Google search like books that can change your life. And Oprah's book lists populated to the top of it and mm-hmm. I was like all right this is a cliche like am I gonna start with Oprah's book list? yeah <laughs> but at the top of her list at that time was this book called clean by Dr. Alejandro Younger who mm-hmm. was a doctor that got over his depression um he was moved from Mexico to the United States got over his depression through these colonics and juicing and I was like this is my answer so I ordered that book and then I ordered like 12 other books on spirituality, Be Here Now, Bhagavad Gita, um, a totally intuitively guided, like all of these books that um, I thought could probably have an answer to what it was I was going through. Um, and that year I just basically locked myself in my Brooklyn apartment. I did yoga, I meditated, I exercised every day. I started eating organic food and things started to happen in synchronicity. Like an organic farm opened, I kid you not, like two blocks south of wow. my apartment. <laughs> and so I had no money at the time. I just was like carting these two black bags full of organic food. Uh-huh. And within two weeks, I was like, this organic food, it tastes different. It makes mm-hmm. me feel different. I just feel so satisfied once I eat it. And yeah. so I started watching these documentaries, like what's happening with our food? And like, come to find out, you know, everything we now know about what's happening with our farming industry. Um, And I was like, I don't know, incensed, hooked. Uh I was just like, this message has to get out to the world. So yeah, that's how it happened. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I mean, (laughs) your, I I feel like your journey is very unique it really touched me on so many levels because i can totally relate and actually my own transformation has started from oprah's podcast so yeah i can totally relate the whole like cliche feeling of come on i'm not gonna listen to oprah's podcast now yeah (laughs) but i did oprah is medicine i let myself have it if i feel down or sad or depressed i always just watch oprah for a day and i'm like okay yeah (laughs) and uh what's interesting is that you kind of guide you decided to guide yourself towards spirituality and and the intuitive being in life right um but have you always felt like your intuition is very strong and i know a lot of people who have been actually hiding for years and and denying their gifts for years and saying that no 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 that's I'm just having vivid dreams they would say you know <laughs> maybe I'm yes. very emotional and I, well maybe I just felt something or maybe it's just hot in the room you know and then like and I would be no 
you just see people that's what it is like you feel energy you <laughs> stop doing this to yourself and i think to a lot of people the actual transformation happens at the moment when you stop denying your gifts and you were telling yourself yes i i i am what i am this is what i am this is my gift i can do it and and maybe i should stop denying it what was that something similar in your case where you realized that i have to stop start accepting what what i have yes so i feel so passionately about this topic and like a short headliner for this is like embody every single fucking part of yourself like mm. if you are like colored or you know larger or rough or whatever like these things are who you are and we live in such a patriarchal society that wants to split you into 25 different pieces and like that's not acceptable and we don't want to see that and hide that thing and I, you know if I can't deal with that then hide it is kind yeah. of how the world that we face but that's not where I started like four years ago I would sh like tremble and shake and think like I was so weird and no everyone was gonna think I was crazy and really worried that people were gonna think I was crazy and then also fear that I would be killed um, and I don't know well I do know now where that comes from I did a lot of past life regression to uncover that in several other lifetimes I was killed for releasing books and talking about you wow. know this thing that you guys are giving us which is like a packaged god through a church through a man in mm -hmm. like uh you know an organized religion isn't what it is it's like this other thing where we can talk to the plants and we can like talk to our ancestors if we just sit down and like ask questions and um yeah so i was killed many times for that same philosophy so like here i am back again we're gonna talk about this <laughs> this time i'm in a woman's body with a very masculine presentation i think where like i'm a i you know like it or not i have like a kind of a tough girl um persona so like i just am here to deliver the message again but like mm -hmm. all these things that we think are mystical or like it's weird to be a witch or like you don't want to be a medium or you don't want to see these spirits mm -hmm. I'm like, this is your birthright. You are born with the ability to connect on every level. You're born with the ability to be empathic. You are born mm -hmm. with the ability to create and manifest. Like calling all of these things woo-woo is so weird. And so I think this is our nature. It's our nature to be yeah. sweaty and bloody and sexy and like hairy and all these things that we just are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so... I think part of my mission is to help women reintegrate, like embody and deprogram. Like we're not going to do, <laughs> we're not going to do those things that even our parents were like so tightly wound, wanting to fit into society. Yeah. And, um, there's no such thing. We're in the utter melting pot, you know, <laughs> no yeah. one's just one thing anymore. Um, and then, you know, I have so many friends still who are like hitting me up in my inbox saying like, you know, I had this psychic hit. Is this it? Or is this not it? I had this dream. It was crazy. And I'm like, you're psychic. Like, just say it. Like you have mm -hmm. this gift. It's not like something yeah. you just do in a text message that's private, you know, like, and yeah. I'm not the only one who can like help you uncover that. So, um, 
yes, it's, it's not that it annoys me. I totally understand the journey of women taking their time to come, um, you know, to terms mm-hmm. with the fact that they're everything, you know, yeah. they're not just the facade person that they've put together so that people will like them, you know? Yeah. The, ins- the Instagram version. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And in your own journey, did you have mentors or, or how, because in my mind, it's, it's, it requires a lot of inner strength to believe in yourself by yourself without the outer support of community or, or friends or family or, or mentors. Um, so in your journey, how did you become so confident in your own skin and body and all the gifts that you have. <laughs> I like that you think that I'm confident. I would say. Oh, that's, spend, that's, that's, that's the impression. Yes. <laughs> I spend a lot of time building confidence and yeah, I've had mentors good and bad and mm. I'm sure everyone will have that same experience. Um, you know, I, had a psychic teacher who was incredible. He was Mm. born a medium. He was never asked to hide his gifts. And so he's an incredible teacher here in Manhattan, Stephen Robinson. Mm -hmm. Um, And he runs something called the Holistic Studies Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, when I entered his school in July of 2016, I, for the first time in my life was like, oh, these are my people. Wow. I get it. Like, this is how my mind has worked this entire time. And I think you asked a question earlier, like, did I always think I was intuitive? I knew I was intuitive. Like I would have dreams as a child of people getting pregnant and then they would call when I woke up and be like, I'm pregnant. And I'd be like, well, that's weird. (laughs) Or I would predict things that would happen or I would guess the people's orders before they would come and just Mm. as like a fun game. And in real estate, I, I, was like really leaning on my intuition to help clients, right? It's so great to just like look at a chart of homes and be like, mm, you'll like that one. That cut the, wow. sales <laughs> <laughs> cut the sales process in half. And I would like use astrology to know what was happening in the chart. So if it was mercury retrograde, probably people wouldn't be signing contracts or I wouldn't advise it. So I was like mm-hmm. doing a little bit of witch stuff in my work. Yeah. And I would say weird things to my boyfriend, like, all I want in a relationship really is like telepathy. And he'd be like, okay. I'd be like, I don't really want a ring or anything. I just want to like be able to psychically communicate with my person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was like a, I, I was a Scorpio. And so I was like, oh, this is just like Scorpios are more intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But after studying in this group of other psychics, it was like, oh, no, there's like this whole other world that's happening that isn't happening for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, But I will say that psychic information and intuition is a language. It is a lost language. It is not unavailable to people. It is Mm -hmm. a relationship to yourself and your inner knowing that you can develop and practice over time. Wow, that's so powerful. And I can so relate to it because that's that's how I also feel about creativity. Um, that I, I feel like that's a birthright as well. And every single person is a creator of its own. And, and it's our society that has a very kind of distorted point of view on creativity as well as on intuition and, and intuitive gifts. 
uh, whereas every person can can develop and and become more creative or more intuitive. Um, so, yeah, I totally can see how those two paths they they're kind of parallel and go together. Um, I want to keep track of time uh, and before before we get to the end of the of the episode i want to ask you about your current practice a little more mm -hmm. because i'm sure a lot of women listening um would be interested to learn more what is it that you offer other um can we just sign up for a consultation one time and just see what it is or is there a program or are there other offerings so just in a few words maybe if you could um, elaborate on that Yes, I'm happy to talk about um, my offerings. I also definitely want to share about my daily practice because I want yeah. people to know like that it takes maintenance. It wasn't just like a, <laughs> it wasn't a, a big bang moment where I was like, I'm cured. Um, yeah. I do regular morning meditation. That's how I open myself um, up to spirit. I do kundalini breath work mm. to get into my body every day because grounding was super hard for me when I had my intuitive awakening. Um, I usually take a salt, like a hot bath once a day, or I'll put my feet in a bath once a day. I sage my entire house. Yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I generally can't, like my diet is kind of dialed in at this point. Um, I definitely still have a sugar weakness, but we are human. Um, but I try to eat pretty much organic food mm -hmm. and, um, I am someone who prays because prayer works. So like uh, asking for signs, using Oracle cards, those things are how I sort of navigate and get to the decision-making process. It's not like I make a chart where it's like pros and cons. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Universe, I need a sign. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, that's sort of what I think it takes to sort of maintain a, a bigger energy body or a more awakened and sensitive Mm -hmm. um especially in a place like new york oh, mm. oh absolutely um but so how you can work with me right now yes i do have a one-on-one -on -one session it's called an intuitive unblocking session and it's primarily for people who are like who what is my purpose how can i express it and what's the plan so we do a combination of strategy and um, focus on what it is your business is and then we do unblocking we go into hypnosis and we get rid of whatever is standing in the way of you actually accessing this level of success that you mm. want um, so my pra main practice is a balance of um, intuition work and hypnosis work um, wow. that's the one-on-one -on -one session and then in coaching, it's a structured process where we're getting you um, unblocked on a weekly basis mm -hmm. and holding you accountable. I love that. I'm sure yeah. this day and age, people would love to be unblocked on a daily basis. Literally, there's so much deconditioning. <laughs> there's so much deconditioning yeah, that we have yeah. to do. Um, and you know, also there's strategy and support for your business. And then right now, my group program, um, it is just around online business strategy for intuitives, um, mm. very much tailored to what it means to run a business as an energy sensitive. It's not the same as like quick and dirty sales tactics and just like bam, 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 we're posting every day. Mm -hmm. It's like very conscious and empathic and understanding what you need for your energy levels and what other people, um, what you actually need to do to 
have a business. So it's interesting. And in order to participate in that program, one needs to know that he or she is, is that kind of intuitive person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a combination of people who have just started their business and Mm -hmm. they're like in the first six months and they're like, okay, what I need now is structure and accountability through a group program. And they have a sense of like what it is they're doing. Um, And it's people who uh, have been, have full-time jobs, but they know they want support and getting their first sale Mm -hmm. off the ground and what do they do even to start a business. Mm -hmm. So we go over Instagram strategy for attracting ideal clients, Facebook strategy, email, um, and sales. That's great. And everything is, um, remotely, right. As far as I understand it. And, and the hypnosis and the one-on-one sessions, it's all also through zoom, right. Or other applications. Yeah. It's all over zoom. And oh. I, I record everything so you can go in and go back to it. That's excellent. Wow. Yeah, That's you. amazing. <laughs> um, Megan, in, in the end of every episode, I tend to ask my guests um, just one last question. Um, what is it that brings you joy on day to day? What makes you smile? What makes you happy in, in your daily life? especially in COVID. (laughs) I know. That's such a good question. Okay. So number one is my dog. I have an 80 pound pit bull. He's amazing. (laughs) And he's like a human, I swear. So very humanistic. That's number one. And then two is like, this is going to sound weird, but like just seeing where I am now, it really does bring a smile to my face. Oh, I have that's such so beautiful. Gratitude for what I had to go through to get to this point. Um, and I appreciate myself. <laughs> and I hope other women can look in the mirror and be like, girl, I appreciate you. Like you did that. You didn't sign up for it, but you did it anyway. You know what I'm this saying? Is, this is such a great point to make. Um, I wish... Um, and that's honestly that's my wish uh, to every single person and women and men and um, to have that sense of appreciation of your own path and all the efforts and all the pain and struggle and depression and feelings of loss and uncertainty um, just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying oh, my god you did it I mean you're such a star (laughs) just being here still and showing up every day thank you yes and even if you just like lost your keys yesterday like you got through that girl it was hard yeah (laughs) (laughs) being alive is so strange and it's so hard and I will say like lastly that building connections with other people like genuine friendships with Um, people who I just like love and respect is another great accomplishment because I feel in childhood I was not really allowed this healthy attachment so like Mm -hmm. getting to the point where I appreciate people and I appreciate the small things just in the day is so you know incredible so thank you for asking and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for this uh, very, very inspiring conversation. And I, I can't, yeah, I can hear your dog. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to see what's, uh, what's next out there for you in the future with all your um, 
business and ideas and the way you show up to the world and share your gifts. And thank you so much for offering them to, to the world. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and as always i welcome your comments and feedback please feel free to reach out and if you have any questions to um, our today's guest megan i'll be happy to put you in touch with her of course by all means um, i wish you to stay well be safe and be true to your authentic self as always namaste and i'll see you next time bye